I'm Melissa Webble. I was born in Columbia, Missouri, and mint chocolate chip is my favorite. Oh. Even though when I went to college, they had this raspberry um, chip, uh -huh. black raspberry chip, at a place called Graders, which is probably the best ice cream in the whole world okay. in my in my personal experience. Okay, um, and it was my favorite. My name's Steve Scott, and I was born in Kansas City, mm -hmm. and I like vanilla. Because I like to add things. So oh, like, oh, I like okay. to put honey on my ice cream. Honey. <laughs> or cinnamon. Oh. Peanut butter, chocolate chips. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Honey and cinnamon. You've not tried it. I've not tried it. <laughs> should, we should Although try one it. time when I traveled internationally when I was 20, I was in Greece and uh, it was amazing. But one time for dessert, they served us this this bowl of this white, creamy deliciousness with honey on the top. And I thought, oh, finally, I have been dying for some ice cream. And I took a big bite of it, and it was, it was definitely no. yogurt. Yogurt, yeah. <laughs> I mean, sure, it was like delicious yogurt, but it was not ice cream. It was not ice cream. <laughs> when you're expecting ice cream. It's that's really, it. It, was, it, was a, it was a bummer. All right, welcome to From the Great Room. Ironically, not being recorded in the great room because the great room acoustically is pretty difficult. But we're going to just keep the flavor of a couple of people, three people today, sitting around drinking coffee, which none of us are doing Water. right now. Water. Okay. Yeah. Having a delicious, refreshing beverage mm -hmm. um, and telling stories. So that's, that's the idea. Today I have... Melissa Webble, my longtime friend, and Steve Scott, yep. another friend from many years, yep. at least 10, I would say, I would say. So they are here today, um, they're both members here at Compass, and they have gotten involved with some of our um, Afghan newcomers. Um, as you all know, there have been, it's, it's out of the news cycle right now, unfortunately, but um, seven months ago at this point, probably eight months ago, um, the Taliban took over Afghanistan. There's been an influx of refugees who I believe we're now kind of using the term newcomers, a little bit more welcoming. Mm -hmm. yep. um, and Melissa and Steve have both had the opportunity to interact with some of the folks who now call Columbia home. Mm -hmm. How did you guys get connected? Did people move in next door? Did you get a phone call? What was, what was the point of connection for you? What was the first thing? I think it was the... Was it the group at church or? I think so. Yeah, it was the group of church. We started the group at church and then I kind of stumbled onto a luncheon with Steve. <laughs> stumbled onto yeah. a luncheon, okay. Yes. So there's uh, a gentleman who's been kind of mediating. He's been here for many years. Been here mm -hmm. in Colombia? Um, yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. But he is from. He's from Iraq. Actually. Iraq. Okay, he's from Iraq. So, um, and he, I don't know how you two met exactly or how he got involved but um yeah they yeah. i think it was they needed rugs and i had a rug was that, <laughs> yeah, it? that, was, that was it? it and i said i've got a rug and then i got invited to this wonderful luncheon yeah. got to meet so folks. now you were both at this luncheon yeah mm -hmm. okay luncheon. so when, when did this happen we, we say luncheon luncheon you yes it was a, so um it was quite a while ago uh, it was in january yeah okay uh there's snow on the ground Whenever you go to an Afghani's home, mm -hmm. uh, it's not uncommon at all for you to get invited in for tea. Okay. Even when they don't speak English, they know the word tea, and when they say tea, the correct mm -hmm. answer is to say yes. <laughs> okay. You have to be brave. 
And um, you say yes, and then you get invited into their home. Uh -huh. I did that many times, and sometimes it was quite awkward. <laughs> and so I got invited into this gentleman's home, and we had tea. And there was no discussion, although we both tried, but there was no uh -huh. real communication. And um, as Melissa said, there was this man from Iraq um, who uh, also doesn't speak Pashto, which is what they... Okay, oh, Pashto is the language. Yeah, that's what okay. they speak. Um, and so um, he connected me to someone else who was from Afghanistan who does speak English. And um, so we made connections, and so this man that I was having tea with, he invited me to come back for like a real lunch to experience like what an Afghani okay. meal was like. And at the same time, uh, we had been delivering carpets everywhere and Melissa had this carpet and I was trying to get her connected and, um, and basically they're like, bring Melissa, she should come too. <laughs> so I just, yeah. I think the text was, "Is are you coming to the luncheon? And I was like, uh, <laughs> what luncheon? <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah. Okay, so you guys, you walk in to this home, carpet mm -hmm. in hand. Yeah, right? actually we forgot to deliver the rug. Oh, it was no. in the back of my car and I forgot to give it to Steve. at the Because it, it wasn't that family, I think, that needed the rug. Right. But uh, the gentleman that w had, had connected us, uh -huh. he was going to take the rug to another family. Okay. So it was supposed to be a handoff. Okay. But I left it in my car. But <laughs> is it still driving around Columbia, <laughs> no, or did no, you actually? We did eventually get it to him. I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Kind of happens. It. The back yeah. of the minivan, things just travel they around just, for yeah. miles. For, for, yes. You never forever. know. I know never. there's been a little knit cap in the back of Steve's minivan at least once or twice oh, yeah. from <laughs> my kids. It's yeah. just the nature of things. Yes. So, luncheon. So I mean, I'm assuming it's not Chick Fil A sandwiches. No. It was very impressive. It was amazing. Yeah. yeah. Overwhelming. Yeah. So, you know, they're still trying to adapt to sure. our culture. And, like, I would love to actually see what their life is like and what they're trying to imagine. Mm -hmm. But, um, so when I first got there, when I, like, they were like, come to tea. So I'm like, all right, I'm waiting in the, in the living room, waiting. They have this big table in the kitchen area. And I'm mm -hmm. like, we're going to be sitting here. And... And then, like, all this stuff is happening, and I don't know what's going on. And finally, like, they're, he's like, come down the hall. And I'm thinking he's, like, wanting to show me something maybe to fix, or I don't know. Yeah. And so we get to the back bedroom, and it turns out this is their, quote, guest room, which is where they serve meals. And from what they tell me in Afghanistan, that they have a large room dedicated to guests coming over, which they frequently do and serve large amounts of people. Wow. So hospitality is like yeah, a really, really big. As I said, I've been invited in for tea at least four or five times to and different is there, people's houses. And, it, and is there often this kind of set apart guest space and that's yes. where you have the tea? The guests never eat where the in regular the, family would normally eat. Right, they have this big room. And so they're trying to adapt to this. So we get into this bedroom, mm -hmm. which has two single beds in it. Okay. And so we sat across from each other on these beds and they bring in these little tables and for tea they bring in nuts and cookies and like I'm not sure how much I'm supposed to eat but uh -huh. there was like way too much food yeah. this is usually like an hour after lunch it's just whenever you show up uh -huh. it's like it's time for tea and um and so anyway when we went for this meal <laughs> they had us all sitting on these beds and there was I don't know how many people 
Yeah, there like were eight, eight or nine. Yeah, eight yeah. Nine, yeah. And um, it clearly wasn't going to work. Like they just—they're <laughs> trying to adapt to sure. what life is like in America, and so they ended up moving everything, and mm -hmm. we ended up sitting on the floor, which is mm -hmm. what they usually do. Okay. But yeah. it was—I mean, each person had about eight dishes of some kind of yeah. food, like chicken. Wasn't beef, but it was some kind of. I think I can't remember what it was. It wouldn't have been lamb. There were so many. There were so many dishes. Like yeah. Three meats and yeah. then three sides and then just fruit and nuts and well, I guess the fruit came later. But and I mean, I think we probably had nine plates to ourselves, like individually. Wow. So it just, and it was gorgeous. It just it was so impressive and overwhelming. And I mean. So care was taken not just for the dishes themselves, but how they were served and how they were presented. and Right. And I think wow. we might have gotten in, when they had to shift to another room, I, um, they felt kind of bad about that. I, I, I don't know. Maybe that's that's an exaggeration. But, but I don't think we were supposed to see the prep. I think we were supposed to mm. see it just revealed. Yeah. And because of that, it was just a little bit different. But it was so gorgeous, I felt. Um, intimidated in the sense that, like, I mean, I don't think I've made a meal like that for anyone. I mean, mm -hmm. except since my wedding, and it was catered, so I didn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so it just was like, it, we felt, I mean, I felt really welcomed and mm. appreciated, and um, yeah, so it was, it was incredible. And then they, they went on to kind of tell that when they have, when they would have guests over it would be like an all day sometimes in overnight event and Steve oh. and I both were like ah we yeah <laughs> three hours might be our, our gap here wow so this is a three-hour yeah. lunch huh yeah it was it was, it was something like it that gone and it would have gone longer yeah. yeah yeah and I think that's the whole idea they have the food there so you can just graze all day long I wow think. so how did you have to be flexible I mean because I imagine this is I mean whenever you're a guest in someone's home it's like you know, one of the first things is, oh, shoes on, shoes off. Sure, sure, you know, yeah. sort of, yeah. those are things that culturally we're kind of used to. But I imagine that there were, I mean, clearly the back bedroom was, was that was different. So how, where did you have to kind of check your expectations and be flexible? And and what did you learn up from this experience? So it's all been about flexibility. Okay. And really just uh, a bit of humility and understanding that, like, they are completely surrounded by American culture. Mm. And so I try just to go with the flow and not to impose any of my expectations on them, but just like as far as possibly could to just whatever they say, that's what we're going to do. Mm -hmm. um, and so it's often uncomfortable. Sure. And I just have to accept that. And like I said, every time they've asked me for tea, I'm just like, Sure. It's like it just gets me in and gives me an opportunity to be there a little longer and to get to know them a little better. Yeah. So um, there was one time, I have to say, I, I went to this lady's house to give them a ride. Communication was extremely poor. I made it clear that four people could fit in my car. Mm hmm and five people came out plus a little like maybe three month old with no car seat oh and i had to put my foot down and say yeah <laughs> no four people no baby yeah yeah there are times to <laughs> yeah. 
yeah. have boundaries. But that that is that's yeah. hard. That's hard. Um, I think for me, especially being a female, it was very uh, interesting to be the only female in the room and definitely like aware of, mm. you know, um, the wife and the young girls in the kitchen, out of sight kind of thing. Mm. Um, so I kind of have to check that because I do have, I mean, I, I have inner issues with that as an American female, you sure. know. Um but uh, I uh, get to meet the wife afterwards and thank her for the meal. And she was so sweet and so grateful that we were there and just so lovely. Um, that I kind of, in the same similar way, I, I'm just really careful to respect those boundaries so that I can have a relationship with mm -hmm. her and with the girls. Um, yeah, so that was that was a, that's a little tricky. It continues to be a little tricky, especially when um, in in this situation, uh, the gentleman needing me for potentially for a ride or mm -hmm. for help. I know I'll be really clear, like to not go into a house with a gentleman. I mean, I don't think I would do that anyways. But like, yeah. especially if Steve wasn't there or someone else wasn't there, just to not offend um, a cultural difference there sure um so i think as a female i i i definitely have that really present in my mind uh -huh. that that i am in a room with all gentlemen and um and and in a weird way of given this male status uh -huh. um which is it's just very it's just something you kind of go back and forth in your mind and your heart about but sure um, yeah, so, but I want to be able to be there if mm -hmm. one of the women is, is expecting and, um, I don't know her very well, but I've tried to reach out several times with what she might need. And I have, um, previous family from the Congo actually, and mm -hmm. she was pregnant and I was able to take her to the hospital with the baby and, mm -hmm. and get to be there. And that was awesome. So, I mean... Yeah, I just think like there is a different role for me mm -hmm. in, and I have to be a little bit careful yeah. um, with that because of because of their culture, yeah, and not impose my culture upon them. And I think we had mentioned to to the family that we were visiting with like this is amazing, thank you for having us, but don't feel like if you need something, you it's required that you set this. Uh, banquet, table, <laughs> banquet, and amazing food. Yeah, just we would encourage you to reach out for anything. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think that they will kind of have to make adjustments for um, as far as far as like what it would meant to like to um, ask for help or build relationships. They they their families will probably have to be become a little more flexible to culture here too because. I mean, I even was thinking about if I had a particular family over um, and grilled burgers and we were outside playing, like, would that even be something? I mean, it wouldn't be burgers, by the way, but, <laughs> um, but you know, if we had them over for a meal or, or something, mm -hmm. it being really casual compared to what we were presented with, mm. and that's kind of how... Even my my family roles is just kind of like yeah, come on over, stop by whenever. Yeah, know? yeah. 
I don't have a banquet, but I we will have food and whatever. You yeah. Know? But I got the same feeling from their family too. Yeah. Just come in, whatever we've got is yours, mm. and it was just very. Um, they were just very welcoming. I would say that when I show up, like I often feel guilty because, like, as I enter the door, the women and the girls all go into a back bedroom. Oh, okay. And and like my first instinct is to say, it's okay. Please don't make it feel like you have to like leave your own space yeah. to make room for me. Yeah. But, you know, I know that if they're here for 10 years, either eventually they will change or they won't. And if they don't, my saying something now is not going to make a difference. Mm. And that's like, it's not my goal really to like adapt to that. It makes me a little uncomfortable and I feel a little bad, but it's, it's the way they are, and so I have to just kind of like learn to, to accept be that. To be it's flexible, okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, and you know, if I were in a foreign country, even if I had chosen to go there and I was like sightseeing, mm -hmm. I would feel a little out of place. And mm -hmm. here I'm, I, I get to be a little out of place for a couple of hours, and then I go back to my own home and it's all fine. And for them, yeah. they're out of place you know without their own choosing and it's it's all difficult so mm -hmm. you just got to be flexible and you yeah know, they're going to have a lot of american culture they don't need yeah. anymore so. yeah yeah oh. so what would you say uh you've learned um from these experiences with the afghan newcomers what have you what have you learned about these folks? And maybe what have you learned about yourself in the process? Well, as I was talking about, I think a lot of it is just like being willing to sacrifice your own comfort mm -hmm. and to just, you know, to have uh, the approach of like, my goal is to just get to know people mm -hmm. and whatever it takes um, to kind of get to that point. Um, and also that like, people are not a mission project like they're friends and I, I um, in, in regular communication with you know some of them who do speak English and um, the best thing to do is just to treat them as friends and they're yeah. happy to have you as a friend yeah yes <laughs> <laughs> um, I think probably um, uh, I actually might re like recognize that I'm not as flexible as I think I am like generally speaking, I think I'm a pretty flexible person, and um, um, but I did, and I I did, I do really. When there was talk of like this is all day, and you have to clean your plate, and it's kind of joking, but not really joking, and there was yeah. a lot of food, and um, <laughs> so Steve was really good about that. Um, it's like there's no way we can eat all this. <laughs> But so I guess I've learned um, that I'm maybe not as flexible as, as I would think so much, which mm. was, you know, good a good thing to... A good reality a check. A good reality check, yeah. <laughs> so, um, we like our comforts. Yeah, exactly. And, um, yeah, and that I always, like, double-check how much time am I willing to give to this. Sure. Um, and it's a little bit tricky right now because I usually have at least one child with me. Yeah. And that's another thing. I'm just not sure how to casually stop by or drop something by. And if mm. I have my son, is that imposing? And but I do feel like it, they, the families that we met, were really 
um, open to questions mm. and mm. they're happy to answer any questions that we might have. And I think we were pretty straightforward about like, we are probably going to mess this up. <laughs> <laughs> like, we're going to do something wrong. Yeah. And right now we're, we just want to apologize for that. But so how would you encourage, how, what are some ways that, um, people here at Compass can get to know, be a blessing. And also it sounds like you guys have been blessed by these folks too in building relationships. So what are the on-ramps for people who are listening to this and are like, hey, I, I, I've got some free time. I could give rides or like I have a rug. Like how do we, how do we get people connected? So just to go back. Okay. So as Melissa mentioned, Corey's sister works at Cedar uh-huh. Refuge. Debbie mm-hmm. Beal. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, and her- she's, she's been on this podcast too. Yeah, she, yeah. She, she has clearly, clearly you haven't listened to all my no, episodes. <laughs> She's yeah, super famous. <laughs> she was great. We had yeah. a great chat. So Let's listen um, to it. We'll tag it in the in the notes below or go. something. <laughs> so um, the Afghani's, uh, they you know had this sudden crisis in mm-hmm. August and they started coming to America, and they ended up on like military bases mm-hmm. and then they started getting placed places. And one of them active organizations is really involved with them here is Catholic Charities, mm-hmm. which is contracted to like take care of them for the first six months or so. Okay. Well, they got here in August, so like for a lot of them, that time is running out. Sure. Um, some of them are still coming. Uh, some of them I know have gotten here in November and December, but there's still some are arriving now. Um, so they're all at kind of different stages. Um, but in maybe December, Corey approached me about establishing a group that could kind of be in communication and whenever uh, there were people who had needs, particularly we're thinking about giving them rides Mm -hmm. places, that um, someone in the group uh, would be able to like provide that. And um, that seems to have worked. I'm not sure if everyone in the group has done much of that or if mm-hmm. it's just a few people well we hit a couple road bumps um because a couple of the the members uh, the newcomers got jobs and so okay. giving them rides to their classes changed and then they were working full-time so mm-hmm. it wasn't they stopped going and so it kind of felt like we it's like you know one step forward two steps back mm-hmm. but uh, i think it's a it's a good way to kind of get in there and like meet a few people and get a chance to chat with them. That's mm-hmm. how I met the woman who was expecting as well. Hmm. Um, yeah, so we've start that group was started and I think most everybody is, has done mm-hmm. a ride, but it did, it did kind of dwindle. It, it's, it's hard to keep it moving forward yeah. uh, because you'll, you will hit yes. stumbles and bumps mm-hmm. and, um, so it has to be um, very purposeful. Mm-hmm. It's not something that will just fall into your lap. But there are lots of ways I feel to 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 help. Um, yeah. So I was part of the group, but because I live out of town, I was never really close by to help mm-hmm. at the times that were needed. And so I contacted Debbie and said, you know, the week after Christmas, I'm pretty open. Like, surely you must be able to find someone who needs a ride. And so, no one needed me that week. <laughs> um, but she got me in contact uh, with this Iraqi who has a list of, like, 60 families. Oh, okay. And he knows what they need. 
And um, so he got me in touch with some who needed to go on a trip to Aldi. So I took him to Aldi. And um, and then when I got home with him from that, I got invited in for my first tea. Uh-huh. Having no idea what to expect. <laughs> and so I sat down. He's like cooking up some tea and... Um, Cooking up. Uh, you're not, boiling? Are, are you? <laughs> I don't know. It's cooking up some tea. Yeah, sure. It's good. You, you, clearly, you're, you're a connoisseur of tea. You don't even drink coffee, do you, Steve? Yeah, no, so were you like tea. awake all night, like buzzing? Like, <laughs> all the caffeine? So he's like, you want black or green? And I'm like, yeah, sure. Yeah, green. <laughs> yeah. And so, I mean, he's not cook, or He's not bringing over the tea. He's bringing over a plate of nuts. And, uh-huh. I mean, not just... Not just peanuts. We've got like, oh, almonds yeah. and cashews and walnuts and and then there's like a bowl of like cookies and a bowl of like Twix. They really like chocolates, actually. They do. Yeah. Okay. I'm like, do American chocolates in America and African Afghanistan. And it's like, oh yeah. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> yeah. So you can't make too many assumptions. Like over in the corner. He's got a little stuffed baby Yoda. And I'm like, yes. oh, where'd you get that? And he's like, well, someone gave it to him. He's like, do you know about baby Yoda? He's like, oh, yeah, I know about Yoda. <laughs> Grogu, is that his name? Yeah. Is that yeah, right? I don't know. Yeah. Baby Yoda. Yeah. Baby Yoda, yeah. <laughs> So anyway, so we sat and talked for an hour. And um, and this was only because, you know, I was dropping everyone off. And I had plans I was going to go. And he said, you want to come in for tea? And I said, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and so we spent an hour talking. And... Um, and then uh, the man from Iraq came over, mm-hmm. um, and he shows me this list of like, he's like, Steve, like we've got all these people, and they need all these things. And he's got a chart of all the things that he's wow. gotten for them, and all the things that they need. Uh-huh. I'm like, okay, well, I've got a truck. If you ever need, like, you can just, I'm available. So then he texts me a few days later. He's like, Steve, this is so sad. Like, people need rugs. And he sends me these pictures of all these people with blankets all over the floors Mm -hmm. because they're just not used to walking around on hard floors and they don't use a lot of furniture and their kids are playing on the floors and so Mm -hmm. they wanted carpets and rugs. I had a little bit of a remnant that I thought might work in one spot and um, he also needed bicycles and I I had an old bicycle which I loved dearly because I'd had for 30 years oh wow but I'd gotten a new bicycle and I didn't have any need for my old one so I I was like I got a bicycle (laughs) and I got a rug so he's like fine take the bicycle to this one place and take the rug to this other place and so I drop off the bike it was very brief I wasn't invited in for tea there Mm -hmm. was no communication and um, then I'm headed over for the uh, to drop off the rug this is the man's house where we eventually had this big meal and um and i i asked the man from iraq if if uh they knew i was coming oh yes and so i show up i knock on the door and they've got this big rug it's actually a little rug and he looks at it and he's like what am i supposed to do with this although he doesn't speak any english so i'm Uh just interpreting hand (laughs) signals and um and so i'm like well there you go and <laughs> thinking he knew what to do and uh-huh. um, wasn't expecting much more. And then he was like, tea? <laughs> and so I came in. And then he takes this little piece of carpet and he rolls it out in the living room. This big living room that's all bare wood. And he looks at it and I was like, this isn't where I was expecting it to go. <laughs> uh-huh. um, and so... 
Anyway, we, we got through that. That was interesting. <laughs> and so then Melissa and I came over for lunch. And that's, as she had mentioned, is where another man and his son were. Okay. And, um, and so I took the opportunity because his son spoke English. He's mm -hmm. 14. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so before we left, I was like, here's my phone number. And um, like I just you know, pull it up and like take a picture of each, uh -huh. you know, each other's phone so we can like have contacts, right? So um, I, I ended up contacting him. Trying to get connected back with this, the first man, because okay. he had such cute little kids, and yeah. I was hoping maybe I could come over and like read to their kids or something. Yeah. And um, so the 14 year old, I'm having this discussion with him, and I was like, Do you have any siblings? He's like, Yes. And I was like, I've got a book I'm going to bring over for you. And so um, I brought them over a, a kids' reading book. And um, what book was it? Um, well, it's a collection, but the okay. one I was really uh, focused on was Go Dog Go. Oh, yes, yeah, this classic. is a great way to learn yes. English, yes. right? You yeah. can almost memorize it, and Absolutely. you've got like the Stop, red dog, dog and the Stop. green tree. Yeah, yeah. Yes. yeah. we got. I, I yeah. Got. <laughs> so um, I got invited in for tea, and so we sat for an hour and talked. And um, the fourteen-year-old mentioned that he was looking for a job, oh. and so I ended up getting involved with getting him to apply for the care program for the summer. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, That's at the City of Columbia? Yeah. Okay. So it's, because it's really hard as a 14-year-old or a 15-year-old mm -hmm. to get a job in America. Mm -hmm. And I was like, this is an opportunity. Plus, it was an opportunity for me to keep making connections with them. Sure. And so, um, I it came over to his house multiple times to help him apply, and then I gave him rides to get... Mm -hmm. to the interviews um and so as you can see there's just like this this yeah. series of connections and mm -hmm. i never know really what to expect yeah i just every time there's an open door you just kind of walk through it mm -hmm. sure um and so and i think those sorts of things to answer your question how people could get involved yeah you just got to make yourself available mm. and um and connect to the people who know people and so Connect with us because we know people. Yeah. We connect to the city of refuge because they've yeah. got yes. all sorts of people, and of course, there's not just Afghani's. There's yeah. lots of other refugees. Yeah. Um, there's talk about the Ukrainians coming and being prepared for them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but the city of refuge in particular uh, is going to need more help because yeah. the six-month period with uh, Catholic charities is running out for mm -hmm. a lot sure. of people, and so sad. then a lot of uh, their needs kind of falls on right. City of Refuge. Mm -hmm. Right. And also at City of Refuge, I think they have opportunities where you could have a more scheduled way of connecting yeah. to these folks, too. So mm -hmm. if you if you are someone who is willing to step outside your boundaries, your comfort zone, rather, and, um, and show up and sign up to be a homework helper, I think there's a mm -hmm. couple other ways to do that. But if you are brave and flexible... Like my friends Steve and Melissa, <laughs> you could get in touch. Sounds like you guys are having some fun, fun adventures, getting some good stories, and really meeting some very neat people. Yes, they're the, the people I've met have been so lovely and it's yeah. really great. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And at City Refuge, they have sewing classes, and I think they are pretty open to like, hey, what would you would you like to do something? I think it's just to find ways to get newcomers mm -hmm. connected and. Yeah. Um, is there any other thing, uh, any last thing that you would want to share 
Um, anything that has surprised you? Anything that has stirred you on? I mean, Steve, you've spent a lot of hours since December uh, yeah. running around town, drinking tea, <laughs> <laughs> reading books to kids who don't yet speak English. What fuels you in that? Well, you know, I know that these people, um, they have needs, and um, I have the ability to help. And, you know, the ones I've met, I now consider friends, and it's, mm -hmm. like, very easy. I don't consider myself very brave, and I would not <laughs> want to, like, be overseas. I'm very happy that they've come here to see us. <laughs> and then you can go home and sleep, sleep in your own bed. Um... But, you know, we, we often talk about, like, world missions and that sort of yeah. stuff, and, like, here they are, right? Yeah. It's cool. I have time. Mm -hmm. Not all the time, and but basically I let people know when I'm available, and some weeks nothing happens, but a lot of weeks something happens, and it's often not what I expect. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think, um, I think... It, Craig is one who mentioned, like, just show up. Mm. And I think that's really important in this situation, too. Like, um, I may have uh, doubts about having luncheon or, you know, being in the midst of a, a different culture. Um, but I do think that God just says, show up. And and when you do, it's, it's, it's a huge blessing um, for me and hopefully for other people. But just... Just say yes, I think, and and all will the rest of it will kind of take care of itself. Um, and to not over overthink it, um, you know, a posture of being ready to say sorry is really important. But yeah. but after that, just just show up. That I mean, I think there's there's a lot of again being a female. Um, I think there's probably also some emotional need, I mean, with mm. male and female, but, um, after just taking care of a physical need, but just to be there, just to, you know, bring a book to a kid or read a book to a kid yeah. or as, as a, as a female, I think I need to be more, um, purposeful about getting to know wives and children and, mm. you know, I think that, um, yeah, and I'm I, I can second guess myself in my brain, but just just say show up, just show just up, show up, and see what happens. Yeah. yeah. All right, friends. Well, thank you for spending this hour with me, and thanks for sharing your stories. Thanks for being a blessing to our neighbors in Columbia. Thank you. Thanks.